0: I definitely would not have been able to work out as much or take as good care of myself without this place. And I feel especially lucky because I've been able to work here and that's like helped motivate me even more, you know, and help me stay more dedicated. Um, I just, I just have overwhelming, like, love for this place and it has greatly helped me in my mental and fitness journey, whether y'all know it or not. um, definitely
1: has. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. Enjoy.
0: I am 23 years old. Um, I am pursuing a bachelor's of science in psychology from Sam Houston State University. I'm probably going to tack on a double major next year after I graduate, actually. So
1: pretty double excited. major? Yes. So um, what led you into psychology?
0: I'm gonna push you yeah, um, well, you know, really part of it was like obviously to help other people, you know, because I was homeschooled and I going into public school Um, sophomore year I saw like I don't know just everyone around me just needed a lot of help and I was kind of like shocked that more people you know weren't taking stances and like trying to reach out to these kids so I think actually high school was whenever I decided to be a psychologist and also figure out, you know, what's going on inside of me. So Yeah.
1: And so you pursued it now to the oh you're almost done, you said?
0: Almost done, yes. At the end of this year I'll be done.
1: So. Have you learned a lot?
0: I have. It's been pretty cool. It's been really cool to figure out how the brain works and just, you know, personalities, communication skills. That's been really cool.
1: Really yeah. Neat. That is all that's that's awesome, Bailey. So I am really excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Um most people don't know this, but you help out so much behind the scenes—things that people probably would never know. Um, you've helped <laughs> me personally bit. for mm-hmm. you know for a while now. You know mm-hmm. you've been helping me with the podcast, uh, editing it on the back end yes, and sir. just writing the descriptions and mm-hmm. getting it out on time. And uh, I'm super grateful. And you also clean the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You print shirts like yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, uh-huh. you just you know I always when I tell people who like especially like when I talk with the staff or anybody Mm -hmm. that I describe you I'm like Bailey's just always smiling she's got the (laughs) best attitude and you're just you know such a bright light so I'm grateful for you Um, and I know we'll get to this but you know it's pretty cool to think back I don't know how many years ago, your dad started working out here.
0: I know, yeah, that was that was a quick minute here. And that's <laughs> like,
1: kind of how you got here ago. in the first place, so yes, we'll dive into that. So let's start, obviously, you know, kind mm-hmm. of the format. Um, let's just start from as far back as you can remember exercise or yeah. health being important to you.
0: Yeah, well, shoot. Um, I was homeschooled the first half of my life I like to say and so I was big into gymnastics horseback riding and kayaking and canoeing that was like the thing that my parents you know got me into and I was kind of like a wild child just played around a lot outside definitely got a lot of injuries from being outside and just being crazy but it was a lot of fun that was probably like the very beginnings of fitness was started as a kid and um I would say in high school, that's whenever I started getting into track and cross country and more of, like, an organized, like, sport.
1: So in, when you were younger, it was more activity-based.
0: Yes, yeah, Recreational,
1: very. hobby, yes. sport-focused.
0: Yes, yes, uh-huh. But it was often enough that it, like, definitely was a workout, you yeah. know, but.
1: And you're one of four siblings?
0: Yes. That's uh-huh. right. Three younger sisters. Yeah. I feel bad for my dad. Yeah,
1: four girls. That's uh, right. He gets a lot of drama. Yeah, but he's a sweet dad. And, he is. You know, I remember thinking that early on before. I don't think I even had kids or I had like one and just thinking he was always so. You just could tell you know he's just a great dad oh
0: yeah no of all the people to have four daughters my dad is definitely the. so when
1: did you when 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 did that transition i guess into high school it started becoming a little bit more important
0: yes so um i would say freshman year of high school like i was still homeschooled and i did online school but we had just moved to college stations so my like health and activity plummeted you know Mm -hmm. i was just inside the whole time and so I really wasn't able to do much, and I was honestly pretty miserable. And around that same time, like, my grandma, you know, her health was declining a bunch, and I was kind of, like, there witnessing that. So that was kind of like I had, you know, my toes dipped into the water of, like, not really taking care of yourself, you know, health isn't that important. And I kind of saw, like, later on down the road what the consequences would be for me, you know, from my grandma. And so... um, Definitely, the next year I decided to go to public school, and that's what led me into cross country and track. So that
1: was your sophomore year of high school. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Okay.
1: How? Mm -hmm. What was that transition like? Oh my
0: gosh, let me tell you, that was pretty wild. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, going from like you know a cute little sheltered Christian home to like public school—that was. That was pretty unexplainable, honestly.
1: <laughs> Explain it a little. Try to try to help me well, understand.
0: I don't know. It was just kind of like a shock. Every day was like a shock for about a year. And then you kind of like get callous to the stuff around you. And
1: it was just and a And when lot. you transitioned, you had just lost your grandmother. Is that right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she was alive for like another year or two and then she passed away. But she was to the point where she couldn't even like function you know like she just stayed in bed the whole time and um she was almost like comatose
1: yeah was it hard for you and just a lot of other ways like personally and, oh yeah and, yes. and how so
0: um we're a lot alike i think that's what's the most difficult part about it is like our personalities are very similar um you know, she was, like, really happy and bubbly, and just, like, we had similar interests, and so I think it was the most difficult because, you know, I just envisioned me Ah. becoming like that, and to see her go from, like, super happy and bubbly to, like, you know, she wasn't even able to get out of bed. She was not grandma, you know, and she Mm -hmm. was, like, on 20 different medications, and, like, all of them messed with, like, her perception. She was, like, almost acting like she was really drunk all the time, you know. She could barely remember who you were. Um, so that was really very difficult and, like, really sobering for, like, such a young age, I guess. Yeah. But um, definitely that experience probably, like, instilled the, I guess, fear of God in me, for lack of a better yeah. term, you know. And
1: Well, even just going back to your desire to learn more about the human brain and psychology, maybe even, yeah, you know, how as we get older I know, you know
0: yeah and that that was one of the things like she was so stuck on like drinking a six-pack of coca-cola every day and like not taking care of her body and she was determined on like eating french fries and hamburgers like even to like the bitter end you know like she knew
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: not good for her and
1: yeah
0: but um
1: so you transitioned uh, into public school, you started cross country Mm -hmm. running. Yes. And then kind of where did it go from there?
0: Um, where did it go from there? It was mainly just running just cross country. Um, coach had me go into track a little bit, but I was really just good at like, the one mile or two mile I wasn't really good about the 800 or anything like that what was
1: do you remember your times back then
0: um I got down to six flat for the one mile and I was so upset because I can never break six minutes but yeah I was six flat that's that's my claim to fame Right. that's there. awesome Is
1: it two mile
0: <laughs> um two mile honestly I kind of forgot I can't <laughs> tell you but the six I mile. can't tell you yeah yeah
1: can you run a six minute mile now
0: um, I could run probably a seven fifteen yeah. right now, but yeah. not six anymore. <laughs> yeah. So back
1: then, I mean, were you training pretty hard? Was it? Yes. Strenuous workouts with yes. the team. Yes. Trying, trying to get faster.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Um, definitely, like five times a day, like every day, you know, weekday. You mean possibly five times a week, five, yes, yes, yes yes sorry 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 5 times early a week early morning early morning yes and then most days i tacked on a second workout and that's whenever i started training with gus and yeah. that was so much fun i absolutely love gus and but... did
1: you at that time come with your dad or were you coming by yourself
0: um you know what at the very beginning i think i was um, showing up with my dad and then he was able to like get me like a little membership and i just yeah so with what gus.
1: Ha- what led I guess was it your dad? Was it you? What led kind of you to start working with a trainer, right? Yeah, uh in high school, because most people—not not not saying that they don't—but most people don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. It's just not common for a high school student to hire a personal trainer.
0: Yes, um, it was definitely my dad. He knew that like I had a um, big interest in working out, getting stronger, and he knew that like I wouldn't take advantage of that, you know, like I would use that to its fullest because I. Really loved it and enjoyed it, um, and I especially wanted to get into weightlifting because um, it would weightlifting, you know, helps you to just overall overall performance, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. And so CrossFit definitely helped with running because um, I came in kind of late to the game, you know. I came in like sophomore year with like no previous running experience, so I started from the bottom, you know, had to work my Yeah, quickly. So CrossFit definitely helped out with that. Yeah. So
1: in that season, um, you said you want to get into weightlifting. You started uh, I mean, you were your sounds like overall your kind of fitness journey was kicking off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were some of the things that you remember back in that time it's not like that was forever ago yeah but uh milestones and some big achievements in that time
0: yeah um I remember being able to do a pull-up for the first time and then I was able to do two in a row um strict pull-ups yeah and that was a really big moment um I remember Gus like we would always do farmer's walks and he would like walk and talk with me around the gym and um, I remember I hit, I think, a ninety-pound snatch, and that was like, you know, huge for me. I don't even think I can do that right now. Like that wow. was, that was huge. That was really cool. And then I was able to hit a two hundred five deadlift. I remember that really oh, well. Oh my! Yeah. That
1: was awesome. Wow. This was in high school.
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: And yeah. then... The, that one yeah. was like at the very end. Yeah. Like I yeah. will say After that. training for a couple years yeah. and lifting. And it just shows you that it works, right? Yes. I mean, hmm 200 pounds. And you, you're definitely probably... That was like almost double your body weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That definitely was. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so... Where, after that, did you continue working out or what happened after that transition? You graduated high school?
0: Yeah, graduated high school. um, I had probably about one semester in college and I still came here and I also worked at Gold's Gym. So I worked out here, worked out at Gold's Gym. Then I left for about a year, year and a half on a mission for the church that I attended. Mm -hmm. And I would say like, because the schedule was so rigorous, you know, and like, responsibilities, you know, doing, like, service projects and stuff, um, I had pretty much no time to, like, take care of my own body, you know, and, like, work out. This was um, in
1: the, on the mission trip.
0: Yes, uh-huh, yeah, and, um, but I also didn't, like, do a good job about, you know, making a point to take care of myself, you know, mm-hmm. so kind of slipped back into that, you know, freshman high school kind of mentality, like, just focus on other things, like, I can't focus on myself, but, Everything, honestly, just, like, hit the fan at that point because um, I had, like, migraines and I had, like, scoliosis before from, like, all of, you know, crazy childhood and stuff. But because I worked out so much, like, the muscles, like, held my spine together. But I lost so much muscle mass that, um, like, my spine kind of collapsed in on itself. Oh, wow. Which caused migraines and, like, it got to a point like, where I could see people talking, but, like, I couldn't understand anything that they were saying. Like, it was so wild. It messed with my thought process and everything. That was, it was pretty crazy, but came home, um, and probably for, like, a couple years after that, I would say my situation is pretty unique. Like, this isn't, like, the normal thing that happens, but, um, for a couple of years, I had like health problem right after another, and it was it was really hard not to get bitter. And um, I would say that not only was you know my physical health like really bad, um, but also like my mental health. I could tell that it started declining a lot. And um, you know, it wasn't just from stopping working out. You know, not taking care of myself. You know, these were also previous problems that kind of had carry o- carried over. But it was definitely worsened because like I was really overstressed and didn't take care of myself. And it was just like a long period of time kind of collapse thing.
1: I know, and I know you're comfortable sharing this cause you mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. So my reason for asking is in hopes that maybe there's somebody who's listening mm-hmm. or maybe there's a parent of somebody who's listening mm-hmm. that can identify some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, or even encourage the person who's experiencing it to share or Mm -hmm. open up because that is kind of the beginning right yeah although it's hard right Mm -hmm. and and it's a very sensitive subject although it's a very common Mm -hmm. thing it is yeah it's very common help me understand what did you know what was happening like was it sounds like today you have a lot better firm grasp of what you were going through. Yeah. Did you know at the time or did you just think like something was wrong?
0: Well I had always had like depression and anxiety my whole life but it was like at bay because I made a point to work out you know take care of myself do all those other things and you know kind of like pushed it off to the side a little bit you know it wasn't really addressed but it wasn't really that big of a problem yeah um you
1: were managing it
0: yeah uh uh-huh but then like the period of no self-care and then you know tack on all these health problems that came with it um it did get very difficult you know like I was extremely depressed I was probably because of the health problems as well like stuck in my room for probably about half a year like I couldn't like, I physically didn't feel well, but then also mentally, you know? Were you living um, at home? Yes, okay. uh-huh. Living at home, just strung out all the time, you know? And I had, I honestly didn't know how bad it was. And I think this is, like, I think people get into the mentality of, like, oh, well, it's not bad enough, you know? Like, it's fine. I should be able to handle it. But that's, like, a very dangerous mentality. You know, if you feel, like, a little upset about something or a little sad, like, address that feeling, like, it's okay to feel that, even though it's a minuscule thing, um, that should definitely be addressed, and I was, I very much had the mindset of just, like, you know, I'm just gonna push through, no matter what, at all costs, but I think that's good whenever you're, like, in a workout, but that's not a good mindset to have, like, for life, you know, and, like, because life is not a sprint, it's very much a marathon, you know, you got to, Take care of yourself, work through it slowly but surely. Um,
1: what kind of help did you seek or what, what would you say is like the the first step of after after identifying this is more than just not, not. you know, it's kind of like the difference between, you know, a common cold or yeah. a serious virus.
0: Um, let me see. Let me think for a second Have how to answer this. Um... I think it's okay to seek help, no matter what degree you're at, because, I mean, I think the statistic is, like, one in three Americans right now are on some kind of, like, antidepressant or mental health medication. I mean, it's very common, you know, and it doesn't have to get really bad to be addressed. I definitely sought a therapist. I didn't realize how bad it was till Caleb came along, actually. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, like, you can actually be happy throughout the day, and, like, you can be happy possibly every day that was like a new thought you know like i was just in constant state of like anxiety like paranoia and like just stress just all the time you know um so i definitely saw a therapist for a very extensive amount of time saw a couple um that's another big thing you know sometimes the first one isn't always the perfect one for you and sometimes the first medication this is big in psychology too isn't always the right one but you shouldn't give up because there is a solution, you know, and I was able to find my solution and I would say like the past eight, nine months, they've been stellar, you know, like haven't had panic attacks, haven't had like depressive episodes. Um, but it takes time, you know, it took me years to get that to that point. Um, but I, I just am big on, you know, never giving up because there definitely is a solution for everyone. I am a firm believer in that. Um, life does get better and taking care of yourself coming to the gym you know getting your little routine i definitely have a very extensive routine like the morning routine honestly your podcast did inspire me a little bit on your morning routine um i refine mine and i take like 20 different supplements like you know if you just do like the little things throughout the day it makes a huge difference
1: yeah so let's let's unpack that Mm -hmm. a little bit because i feel like we're thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so open and honest with this. Um, but I think that, like you said, one out of three people are taking some form of anti depression mm-hmm. or anxiety me- medicine or just struggling, right? Mm-hmm. If, if that's the people taking the medicine, you know, there's a higher number or percentage of those people who are, who are dealing with this mm-hmm. or struggling with this, but not taking the medicine. exactly. Yeah, so there, it's no surprise, it's it's out there and mm-hmm. and it's um. It's a real, it's like COVID, right? Like yeah, uh-huh. COVID just brings some symptoms that are very visible. Yes. This, mm-hmm. like you kind mm-hmm. of are saying, like maybe people aren't opening up or showing how they're really feeling. Yeah. So let's talk about, I'm going to call it how health, right? And mm-hmm. fitness, right? Not mm-hmm. not to say those are replacing mm-hmm. a therapist or medicine, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. because I think that it, there is a it's kind of a, a collective balance of several things mm-hmm. to manage this to to uh, per- persevere through it mm-hmm. um, in hopes to feel good and feel better. Mm-hmm. So let's start saying like, how has health and fitness played a role in, in your healing, in your um, management, in your diagnosis?
0: You oh know? yeah, uh huh. Um- Well, I mean, therapy only works if outside of therapy you have the mindset that you want to get better and, like, you are working towards that and you are taking care of yourself. So health and fitness, 110%, you know, plays into that because that is, no one is going to tell you what to eat. No one is going to cook that food for you unless you're, you know, my husband, Caleb, because I definitely cook for him, but (laughs) (laughs) he (laughs) has to eat whatever I cook. But, you know, no one's going to tell you to get... Go get up, work out. No one's going to work out for you. You know, you have to actively put in that effort. And if you do that and you go through that process, like, that's, like, puts you in the mindset of, like, okay, I do want to take care of myself. Like, I am worth taking care of. I'm worth treating nicely.
1: It's almost like it plants mental seeds.
0: Yeah, it really does. Of,
1: of what you're saying, that self-desire.
0: Yeah. Not only does it like biologically and physically change you, you know, like the dopamine rush and like exercise, but like, and you know, all of the countless physical benefits of working out and eating healthy, but it also just puts you in that right mindset of taking care of yourself that, you know, if you go to therapy, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Makes it better or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Improves.
0: <laughs> improves. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And so, um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And what else?
0: Um, let me see. For me, I definitely have found, like, I've also had a little bit of trouble finding a balance between, you know, um, my relationship with food. I've definitely had a very unhealthy relationship my whole life with food. Um, but just being very diligent about it. I think that's another thing. You gotta be diligent about it and look at it not as like a chore, but it's just like something that you should enjoy to do. Like you are taking a step in making your life better, feeling better, feeling good, so the rest of your life is better, you know? Like if I eat a really crappy meal, I'm gonna feel pretty crappy throughout the day and not really enjoy my day as much. But if you eat a healthy meal and like have spaced out meals throughout the day, you feel really good.
1: So let's counter those two points because I think what happens in the mindset that you're describing is one, for the person, you know, who is feeling this way, Mm -hmm. exercise is almost like burdenful, like it sounds bad, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like if I'm already in this depressed state or I'm Mm -hmm. already in this anxious state, now you're asking me to go to a gym Mm -hmm. or even worse come up with something at home, which sounds terrible, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So, okay. So there's that big obstacle. Mm-hmm. And then number two, when it comes to nutrition, mm-hmm. there's deception exists in, in unhealthy food. It's almost mm-hmm. this immediate feeling of oh, happiness, right? Because mm-hmm. I ate this really awful thing. Yes. And uh-huh. so how do you in that state overcome mm-hmm. those two obstacles? Right, One, in Mm -hmm. a depressive, anxious state, doing the exercise. Mm -hmm. Two, in a depressive, anxious state, eating the healthy over the unhealthy. Mm
0: -hmm. That's a great question. Um, I have to focus on the outcome of it. You know, like, whenever you're in bed and you're just having a terrible day and you're like, I don't even want to get out of bed today. And, you know, you have the option to go to the gym. um, You really just have to envision the end goal and how you feel afterwards because I know for a fact I'm not going to feel great until I start the workout once I start the workout and after it's done I feel awesome you know and like I feel a lot better I'm a lot happier throughout my day Um, and it is really hard like there's kind of no simple answer to it you know like you kind of have to find your own method to cope with it and deal with it Um, but once you find that I find it best to focus on the end but um once you find that it's a lot easier and it's manageable i guess you know mm-hmm. um it's still very difficult like yeah. it just is and, um, and,
1: and you have because of your past uh, an idea of what that feels like yes somebody who's uh-huh. never been active or healthy or fit yeah they don't even know what to envision. (laughs) Yeah. Because they don't have, you know what I mean? Yes. They Uh never experience what you're describing, you know, Mm -hmm. which is the end. Oh, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people, it's like, I feel, that feels awful. Yeah. Or the worst, which is they don't know what it feels like, so they assume the the worst.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's why BoomFit is like, really awesome is because like everyone in all the classes is so sweet and supportive so even if you hate the workout and you hate exercise but you want to do it because you know it's good for you like you are literally surrounded by like the sweetest people on earth that are like supporting you and like going through the same thing and I think that's like another thing that has really helped me come almost every day is like The 6.30 p.m. class, like, that's my class right Mm -hmm. there. You know, like, we're really good buddies with everyone in there, me and Caleb, and we just love going there. You know, it's just awesome. Um, So even whenever the workout looks terrible and it looks gross, like, I know that they're expecting me to be there, but it's not, like, a bad expectation. You know, it's just, like, fun. Let's go have some fun and work out together. Yeah, yeah. Um, With the healthy food, I would definitely say, like, I just think about if i really crave like let's say fried chicken okay i literally walk myself through the process in my mind of buying the chicken eating the chicken and how i feel afterwards and once i get to the thought process of how i feel afterwards it's no longer a problem. Like, cause it just, you feel so gross after, you know? Yeah. So and you're
1: using the same strategy nutritionally. Yeah. Which is kind of like Stephen Covey's book, um, the seven habits of highly effective people. Yes. It uh-huh. says beginning with the end in mind. Yes. So mm-hmm. you're thinking about how I feel at the end
0: mm-hmm.
1: of this and I don't want to do something, whether it be not work out, which makes mm-hmm. me not feel good mm-hmm. or eat bad, which makes me feel bad. Yeah. So How how often, from a workout perspective, do you have to think this out?
0: Um, you know that's I don't have to do it as much anymore. I will say this: I did start off very slowly getting back into working out and eating healthy. You know, and I think that's really important is to not just like kill yourself. You know, just go ham you know Mm -hmm. i think it's really good to like just add one or two workouts a week you know if you're starting like with no workout experience no fitness experience and just slowly working up from there because then it's not as mentally taxing and it doesn't like hurt your willpower as much and determination and you Mm -hmm. just slowly grow confidence um but i would say only after like a really long rough day now you know will I have to like do the mental process yeah and then which kind of
1: goes back to the habit of coming in the first place yeah uh-huh. it's you've trained that habit yes and now uh-huh. you become almost a slave to the habit yeah really yeah and again what what makes you kind of a, a robot sometimes is really the craving of the people mm-hmm. I, I think that's there's so much truth in what you said is mm-hmm. you know it's almost like yeah, I'll do wall balls if I get to hang out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or I'll, really yeah, no. or I'll run six 400s if I get to see my friends. Exactly. And uh-huh. so, um, but, you know, I think it's important to identify that you're further along in your journey, mm-hmm. and somebody listening might not be. Somebody listening could be, you know, where you were. Yes. A few years ago. Yeah. Or, you know, mm-hmm. um, just kind of wondering what this is that they're feeling. Yeah. And nutritionally, too. Um, I think it's, again, I said it's deception because unhealthy food deceives us. Yes. It's like uh-huh. this really, it's a temptation and it's mm-hmm. attractive and it's, you know, yeah. it's like telling you It's very
0: rewarding a short lot term. of lies. Yes. Uh-huh. Know, because yeah.
1: ultimately at the end of that, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, it's going to destroy you.
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Um, so for food, right, mm-hmm. so you said exercise, not as much. For mm-hmm. food, how often are you having to play that out in your head?
0: Um, I would say not as often because only whenever I get very stressed, the bane of my existence is eating out. But besides that, I can meal prep and eat really healthy, you know, and stick to a pretty regimented schedule. Um, only whenever I get stressed will I have to play this little number out but um yeah sounds like
1: you've just created some really good i don't know if i'll call them boundaries maybe infrastructure Mm -hmm. kind of systems yeah uh in your life yeah yeah right to to just counter this a little bit
0: yeah and i also will say this like i definitely have a big sweet tooth but like i've been able to switch the sweet tooth to like this little tiny protein bar power crunch bars and like they don't have that many calories or you know that many carbs or anything and Mm -hmm. so like it's just like slowly transitioning like i guess previous temptations into something that's like okay for you to eat and then refining from there
1: so how old are you bailey 23
0: okay 23
1: Mm -hmm. so for you is is this one day at a time is this like do you feel like you've I don't want to make it sound like you—you know—you're so uh, like naive to the fact that maybe maybe this could flare up. But are you pretty mm-hmm. confident that this is going to work for you? For or do you just how how does this work? Do yeah. You also kind of have a knowledge in you know, a educational sense of the mind and the brain. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Um. Really, <laughs> it's capable of flaring up at any time. You know, it honestly is like both like the mental disorders that I have and, you know, some of the nutrition and workout stuff, um, that's where, like, the protection of habits comes in, you know, if, like, I am consistent in my routine and habits and addressing any issues that pop up whenever they pop up and communicating it, then no problems, you know, like, and if something does flare up, it will be, greatly minimized compared to what it would have been if I hadn't done all of the habitual routines and work beforehand you know
1: how important is it to open up about it you know you mentioned kind of having a counselor or therapist yeah
0: oh it's extremely important like Caleb and I I would say honestly for the first bit of our marriage and it it was kind of unique because COVID and we were living in one room together but it was so rough like it was honestly really terrible um But, like, we're really open and communicate a lot with each other. I've gotten help, and I try to be as open as possible about it with, like, everyone. I mean, not, like, in a bragging or, like, loud sense. But, like, if they ask, you know, I definitely don't try to hide it, you know, and I try to explain. Um, Just because it's therapeutic for me. And then also, like, if you're, like, open and vulnerable with someone, they're going to be much more comfortable and much more open and vulnerable with you, you know? And everyone has something to work on. Yeah. It's it's not rare.
1: <laughs> it's probably, too, just made you more sensitive to it and uh, yes. understanding. And mm-hmm. anytime you go firsthand through any type of struggle, mm-hmm. whatever it be, mm-hmm. it really gives you kind of a bigger heart towards that.
0: You'll definitely find a lot more friends and a lot more people who experience similar things as you do and you wouldn't even realize it. You so know?
1: how do you want to use this after you're done with these, your education?
0: So I definitely, I want to be a counselor, and I've been doing a lot of study. I want to be, like, the most, you know, unbiased but most empathetic counselor as possible as I can. Um, I also really want to get into research of psychopharmacology medications because definitely a lot of refinement is needed there for people because... You know some of the medications I won't really get into this but the just refinement is needed there Um, I would say all of this has just made me more excited about my line of work and more confident that things can be done to help people because so many people are suffering and way too many people take their lives you know like in their mind that's the last option left and you know I've been in that place before but that's just it's not true you know there are many more options You kind of have to take your feelings and recognize that they're just feelings in the moment you know like not wanting to come to the gym i really want to eat this thing you know like i want to get angry and deal with this problem this way but you got to take a step back recognize it as just a feeling in the moment and address it
1: how how has your faith played into all this
0: you know it has definitely been a support for me but and i think for a while i treated it and applied it wrong, I pretty much, I got a little angry at God and I expected Him to put in at least some effort in fixing it, but I think that was very much the wrong way to go about it. Um, I definitely needed to be giving 110% effort and like accepting that, you know, there were some issues to deal with and working to improve myself. So I would say it's just been, like, a background support um, and helped me to be more proactive about it.
1: So what what would be, when you describe kind of that season, Mm -hmm. would you say that you came out of it with some clarity, comfort? Uh, Are you still in that kind of questioning, searching place of...
0: You know, I'm gonna be honest. I definitely am a little bit in the questioning and searching place. Yeah. Um, But it definitely has made me a stronger of a person, you know, and more willing to be accepting and take accountability for things that I do, which I think is a good thing. Like I think that was a thing that needed to happen. Yeah.
1: You know, this is uh, so I, I obviously care so much about you and and Caleb and hearing you share and, and i know there's a lot of people listening and uh one thing is i really believe it's mind body and spirit mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so you know how passionate i am about exercise and fitness mm-hmm. but i don't want to be naive and be like well just start working out and you're going to get better right? yeah it's not, cause uh-huh. it's not that easy especially when somebody's going through a really hard time mm-hmm. but it's also not as easy as saying hey just pray about it god's going to take care of you yeah
0: you yes know? And, uh-huh. and
1: and and ignore the, body, the the physical side of it. Yeah. But it's also not as easy as saying, just start thinking more positively. Yes. And uh-huh. so I do believe that, you know, the, the physical, mm-hmm. that there's a very physical component to this, which mm-hmm. is one, obviously the exercise, but that's not it. The physical is your physical body and the medication, or mm-hmm. there's um, a need, right, chemically mm-hmm hormonally a balance that mm-hmm. your body's trying to accomplish. We're all trying to accomplish that, right? Yeah. Daily mm-hmm. of kind of peace, right? Yes. Or, or what we would uh-huh. describe as our peace or our zen or yes. whatever you, your verbiage is. So that's the physical side, right? That mm-hmm. can be through, yes, exercise and the production of dopamine, mm-hmm. serotonin, mm-hmm. epinephrine, all these things that happen just from exercise is like phenomenal, right? Yeah. hmm or medications mm-hmm. that also can help, mm-hmm. but then there's a spiritual side that that physical will not address.
0: Yes, you uh-huh. know. And yeah. the
1: spiritual, in my opinion, it's not necessarily that one's more important than the other. They're both mm-hmm. equally important. Mm-hmm. Is you know, but we can't you know just to just to address the spiritual and neglect or respect mm-hmm. the physical. Mm-hmm. Is is ignorance, right? It's yeah. Like, uh-huh. and then, but also, just to address the physical, yes. And uh-huh. not understand that we're a spiritual being, regardless of belief systems. There's, you, you can medicate, you can work out all you want, still mm-hmm. have a feeling of missing something. You're in your still going to
0: have a consciousness, and you know, and, and a there, need for more. Y- yeah. And there's not mm-hmm.
1: judgment here on belief systems. It's just mm-hmm. my conviction of truth, right? Yeah. Is that there's a spiritual and a physical, and we, you know have to respect both. Mm -hmm. Right. And in that search, because Mm -hmm. you know, we can spend our whole life. It's like me thinking like, man, if I just work out, it's going to make my life great. Well, that's not necessarily true. There's Uh so many other factors there. And so, um, I think what you're sharing is really good. And I think so many people are going to benefit from just hearing you be very honest and vulnerable about this, well, um, and the reason I asked about your faith, obviously, is because knowing that you, know, you said it earlier in the podcast and just knowing that that's played a huge role in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I could see how that could almost like negatively, you know, mm-hmm. impact you because here you are thinking there's this you know, this God or this, um, savior that should be doing all these things for you and now mm-hmm. how to get stuck in this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, Paul tells us in, in scripture, he says that you're going to have, a, or that he had a thorn in his flesh Yeah, and he asked mm-hmm. God three times to take it away mm-hmm. yeah. and it, it, he didn't, mm-hmm. but it was in that thorn, right? Which you mm-hmm. could call depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. and, and, but that he, God said in that weakness mm-hmm. is where you'd, you feel the need for me, Mm -hmm. you know, because in reality, we all have a thorn in our flesh.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely do. And so,
1: um, I know you took a lot of, or you have a lot of notes. Yeah. So I want to, before we close out and I ask you my last question, which you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is there anything else you want to say?
0: Um, no, thank you for asking all those questions. I honestly was able to cover everything that I wrote down. Okay. so.
1: So I'll then end it with, um, title of the podcast, Building Better People, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, it's a huge um, message, I would say, for this gym. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that if you're exercising, you're becoming a better version of yourself, which is mm-hmm. why we're so motivated to make this experience so great for everybody who walks in. Mm-hmm. How, in this journey, although you've touched on this, how would you say that's true for you?
0: Um, well, I think this, this gym is just so unique. Like, how you mentioned earlier, um, it really does help your mind, body, and spirit. Like, this place just has such a unique atmosphere, you know? And I really am grateful for it because I definitely would not have been able to work out as much or take as good care of myself without this place. And I feel especially lucky because I've been able to work here. And that's, like, helped motivate me even more, you know, and helped me stay more dedicated. Um, I just, I just have overwhelming love for this place. And it has greatly helped me in my mental and fitness journey. Whether y'all know it or not, um, it definitely has. And it's just the perfect atmosphere for self-care and helping out others.
1: Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.